welcome to Love Notes from a Soul Coach, a podcast where we talk all things healing, what motivates us, what gets in our way, how do we transcend those stuck places and learn to love and accept ourselves more. I'm your host, Mary, and I've crafted each episode around real themes from my private practice and my life with the intention of sharing insight, inspiration, and just keeping each other company along the journey. I'm so glad you're here. Let's dig into today's show. Hello, hello. How's it going out there? It's a beautiful day in New York, and I have not one, but two dogs sitting with me as I record today's episode. And Well, we'll just have to see how it goes. I hope there won't be too many interruptions. They're very tired because I took them for a long walk this morning. Okay, so I'm going to dedicate today's show to addressing a question that came through the Ask Me Anything portal on my website. This is a feature I added to my site, marywelch.com, a few months ago as a service to anyone out there who may not have the means to work with a coach or a therapist but has stuff going on in their lives that they would really like some feedback or assistance with. So check it out. I'm planning to leave it up on my site as long as I'm able to keep up with it. And whatever I don't answer or address here on the show, I try to tackle over on Instagram at Mary Welch Official. So today's question, I'm going to actually paraphrase. Um, It was basically about the confusion that comes from rejecting a parent as an adult child, but still experiencing a deep hunger for that role to be filled. In other words, is it possible to not want your actual parent, but still want a parent figure in your life, even if you're way past the age of childhood? And the answer is absolutely yes. Yes, rejecting a specific person is not the same thing as rejecting their role. We cannot want our parent and still want some version of an ideal parent in our lives, no matter how old we are. And the way that tends to play out through our interpersonal relationships is a kind of longing to be taken care of, to feel protected, to feel like someone has our back and will advocate for us. It's the need to be nurtured. In partnerships where there hasn't been a history of childhood emotional abuse or an absence of proper parenting, these are still relatively common needs that tend to surface. But for the person who is carrying a significant mother or father wound, these needs will be more pronounced or ferocious, and they can be tricky to navigate if we don't understand where all this is coming from. Because we can end up wanting and expecting things from our partners or our close friendships which are out of alignment with what's reasonable to want or expect. Emphasis on the word reasonable, because it's completely normal to want to feel loved and protected by the people in our lives that we're close to. But the love we get from those relationships with other people is the whipped cream and the sprinkles and the cherry on top of this Sunday we've already created within ourselves. Self-love cannot be outsourced to other people. And self-love is the cure for the wounds our original caregivers may have perpetrated against us. Now, what happens for so many of us is that we haven't cultivated 
that relationship with ourselves. We've tried to find what's missing inside of connections that we forge with other people. And then when they can't meet our needs, we get disappointed. And then there's often drama and fighting, which on a subconscious level, we may even crave because it gives us the opportunity to express the rage and the sadness that's trapped in us. But relationships where there's a lot of projecting of unconscious childhood wounds and a lot of drama and fighting, they're exhausting for all involved. And none of the acting out and making up and acting out again will ever actually scratch the itch or seal the gap. Only self-love will do that. Only coming into genuine, deep, authentic relationship with ourselves will do that. The narrative underneath so many of our interpersonal fights is essentially, you're not loving me how I want to be loved. It's connected to how we felt when we were very young. How a baby cries or fusses because it can't communicate directly to say, you're not holding me right. You're not understanding me. You're not giving me the thing I need, the thing I'm asking for. You're not loving me how I want to be loved. But here's a question. How many of us actually know on a conscious level how we want to be loved? How many of us have ever really taken the time to investigate this question within the privacy of our own hearts? Are we able to separate out the difference between, yes, I want to feel protected and adored and wanted in my deepest relationships, but I also recognize where I'm assigning childhood needs to my partner or my friends. I recognize where the size, the depth of my needs and my expectations may not be reasonable to lay on the other person. I recognize where I may need to take responsibility for meeting those needs myself. When we learn about what our needs are and how to meet them successfully in our lives, that doesn't make us unlovable. It doesn't mean we're going to be so independent that we don't have relationships anymore. It doesn't suck the joy out of life. Quite the opposite. When we learn to meet our own needs, we can appreciate the love and care that we get from other relationships in our life even more because we're not relating to other people as gatekeepers, resentfully waiting on them to give us what we need. We're not stuck in that perpetual child role, waiting for the one in charge to decide for us. We're empowered. We're taking care of ourselves and we can feel proud of ourselves for this. We can feel grateful to ourselves for this. When we aren't able to have a healthy connection with a person in our lives, especially a really big, important person, it is totally natural to still crave their role being filled in our lives. This comes up sometimes in sessions around divorce, the feeling of, I didn't want the relationship with my ex but that doesn't mean I don't want love in my life or romance in my life or sexual connection in my life. The person and the role, these are not always the same thing. When we're able to tease them apart, we can get creative about how to fulfill what wants to be fulfilled in us. We don't have to live in scarcity eating the shit sandwich we were served. We can look up. 
We can see other cupboards. We can open them, learn how to cook, learn how to make a meal out of other ingredients at our disposal. A joyful life depends on being resourceful, looking in new places, thinking in new ways. We cannot change the families we were born into or the way we were raised, but we have the chance to raise ourselves now. This is what the reparenting movement is all about. We can transcend the wounds, the negative programming, the harm that was caused to us through the ignorance of the ones who were in charge of us when we were young. And we can show up for ourselves, even in our adult lives, in nurturing, supportive, self-loving, and self-affirming ways. The only one in charge of your relationship with you is you. I really appreciated this question and the chance to reflect on the difference between a person versus a role and how to work with a deficit like this as impetus for deeper healing, to look at it as a challenge we're willing to rise to. Like whatever I'm missing, how can I cultivate it for myself? How can I be my own advocate, my own parent, my own source of love in this world? These are life-changing, life-giving questions. They're very different than the kinds of questions the ego poses, like why are they like this? Why did they do that? Why couldn't they love me properly? What's wrong with me that they didn't love me properly? No, we're bypassing all of that. And we're saying, how can I heal this? How can I use my own life force to generate an abundance of everything I ever perceived myself as missing? Because I'm worthy of the work it takes to change my own mind and to heal. I'm worthy of all I long to receive. You know, your time is the most valuable asset you have in this life. So I deeply appreciate your decision to spend some of it with me today. If you heard something that resonated or brought hope or a new perspective to your life in a meaningful way, please consider subscribing, reviewing, and sharing my podcast so it can find its way to more ears out there. If you'd like to learn more about my work, you can visit me anytime at marywelch.com. You can sign up there to join my mailing list and stay connected to all of my offerings, writings, and updates. Till next time, friends. <laughs>